Welcome to Word of Life Podcast, where the word is life and it's giving you life. I have a question for you. Have you ever asked this question of the Lord? How did I get here? How did I get here? You know, I feel like on this episode, we need to get real. Because I think sometimes there's this thought process of like, as believers, we don't go through anything. So from the outside world, everything's perfect. That we never suffer. We don't have pain. We don't have loss. I mean, everything's just beautifully perfect. And that's not true. We go through. I go through. I don't have a perfect life. And sometimes we have these moments where it's like everything is great. I mean, prayer life is on point. Um, You know, we're, you know, serving at church. You know, just everything's just good. But then all of a sudden, it's like the rug gets pulled from out under you and you ask that question, how did I get here? And I feel like I want to share this because I feel like someone needs to hear this and be encouraged because number one, I want to encourage you that we all, all go through things. But the thing that we got to remember is we know who our God is. We know that he is the great I am. Sometimes when we have been hurt, we're broken or we're weak, it's like we forget that. But I feel like the Lord wants to remind you that even in your brokenness, even in your hurt, even in the pain, even in your shame, he is still there. And I always think about this particular story in the Bible with Elijah. He had just gone through this incredible victory. He had conquered all these false prophets. I mean, just completely annihilated them. Huge victory. You know, they were able to see that God truly was the God of Israel. And then he gets word that Jezebel, the wife of the king at the time, is like, oh, okay, you think you're going to come in here and have victory? Well, let me show you. I'm coming after you. And when I get you, you going to die. Now, <laughs> this brother responds with fear. And he's like, well, I'm out. I need to hide. I need to run because this is crazy. Which is crazy because he just had this incredible victory. But that's at the power of fear. Fear will make you do some crazy stuff, okay? Fear will make you pack up your bags knowing that God is who he says he is. God has already shown up in your life so many times, yet fear will cause you to pack your bags and run and hide. And that's exactly what happened to him. But I love this story because Elijah pretty much like retreated. He was just out there. And we we see him and he's kind of like, depressed okay not kind of depressed he's very depressed he's just like they trying to kill me woe is me what am I gonna do I'm all alone and he's just under this tree and so in first kings 19 5 through 9 it says then as he lay and slept under a broom tree suddenly an angel touched him and said to him arise and eat then he looked and there by his head was a cake Now, that got my attention, okay, because I love me some cake. Cake baked 
on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food, Forty days and forty nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? We've asked ourselves that question. How did I get here? But God is asking Elijah, not in the way we think. Not like, well, what are you doing here? Like, you need something? It was more like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Do you not know who I am for you? Do you not know that if God is for you, who can be against you? Do you not know that I fight your battles? What are you doing here? Sometimes we lose sight of what's happening and we just ask that question to God, like, how did I get here? And God is saying, you were never supposed to be here. You know, what do you do when what you thought was going to happen doesn't? Hmm. What do you do when the promises of God haven't shown up yet? What do you do when you feel alone? What do you do when you have the greatest victory? Mind you, Elijah had this great victory, miracles, breakthroughs, right? You had a church experience. And then you go home to the husband that doesn't love you, wants to a divorce, to the kids who are acting crazy. What do you do? Well, we probably do what Elijah does. We we retreat and we run and we hide in a cave. We don't want anybody to see our pain because we've got to put on the face, right? Elijah, this great prophet, he's like, you know what? I don't want anybody to see the fear and the sadness and the hurt. I don't want anybody to see. So you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to just, I'm going to just go. And we do that. We run, we hide, we retreat. We do that. And what if you're scared? It's okay to be scared. But you got to remember, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He actually gave you power, love, and a sound mind. It's okay to admit, I'm scared. I'm scared. But in this moment, God begins to show Elijah something. That even in the midst of his fear and depression and sadness, he begins to tell him, I'm for you. So so here, here's what he says in uh First Kings 19, 11 through 13, he says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So he told Elijah, come into my presence. 
Come here. Come stand before me. You see, we typically will run and hide, but God is saying, no, I want you to come close to me right now. Come on, come on out. Come out of the cave. Come stand before me, he said. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here? You see, in the lowest moments, when we just want to run and hide, God begins to draw us to his presence, but it's not the way we think. Because sometimes we think God's just going to swoop in and rescue us from the situation. He's just going to come in and make it all better right away. And that's not how it happens. You see, Elijah began to see God moving and drawing closer to him. But it wasn't in the way that he thought because he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake and he wasn't even in the fire. What I love here is that it says he was in the still, small voice. And that's the last thing we think God's going to show up. (laughs) With just a little whisper. And in that moment, he asked Elijah the question, what are you doing here? In other words, why did you run? Why did you hide? Why? And it just goes back to remind us that God, he sometimes doesn't show up the way we thought. But he shows up. He might show up in his word. He asked Elijah, what are you doing here? Maybe he was saying, What about my word? God might want to remind you right now, what about my word? It's not the way you thought he was going to come to your rescue, but he's telling you my word will not return to me void. So what about my word? It might be a phone call (laughs) from a sister or a brother in Christ. See, you've been dodging the phone calls. You've been dodging the texts. You read them and you're like, they just don't understand. They're always so happy. Their family's perfect. You don't know that when your brother and sister in Christ reach out to you, they're doing that, number one, because God told them to. And number two, because they're, they've gone through things too and they want to encourage you. I thank God for my brothers and sisters in Christ who will reach out to me and say, Girl, what? Were you okay? You good? We haven't heard from you for a while. You, you okay? We haven't seen you at church. Girl, you good? I got a, a Bible study. Can I invite you? That could be the answer. That could heal your heart. 
You think you need to be alone right now, but God is saying, no, pick up, answer that phone call. Respond to that text. Listen, God might respond in silence. He may not say anything. And you begin to believe the lie of the enemy that God is silent, which means he's not moving. But I remember reading when God parted the Red Sea. The Bible says that he blew the east wind all night. All night. And it stopped me in my tracks because I was like, when I watched the Ten Commandments, that didn't, that's not how it played out. It was like suddenly, but, but God would say, no, no, no. When I do things, it's not always how you think it's going to be. See, God had to blow the wind all night so the waters would recede. Sometimes God is silent, but it doesn't mean he's not moving. The Bible says he never sleeps and he never slumbers. So God being silent doesn't mean he's not moving. That's why I love the book of Esther, because in the book of Esther, there's not one mention of God doing anything, but he's in the midst because you read it and you're like, oh, my gosh. God is like a, a, a producer, right? A producer of a movie. You never ever see the producer, but he's working because <laughs> he's providing the money. He's providing, you know, the, the, you know, the, the different things that are needed to make the movie. The awesome thing about God is he's a producer and a director. Come on, somebody. But God might be silent, but that doesn't mean he's not moving You got to trust and know that he's there and he's moving. Just because you don't see it doesn't take away we must believe it. Elijah didn't see his victory. But you better trust and believe that God was about to give him an even greater victory. Sometimes the question is not how did I get here? Instead, what are you teaching me here? That's why God asked that question to Elijah. He said, what are you doing here? And it made Elijah have to stop and think. You know what? Why am I here? So why don't we ask ourselves that question in those moments of despair? Those moments of hurt. God, what are you teaching me in this? How are you growing me right now? Oh, trust me. I've had moments where I'm like, okay, Lord, you are you trying to mature me. Okay. Okay. What's my assignment here? Sometimes we don't understand why things are taken away or given or removed or cut off or shut down or closed. We don't get it. But instead, we need to start asking different questions. Instead of saying, why am I here? We need to say, God, what's my assignment here? How will you show your promises, Lord? Have you asked that question? 
How will you show your promises? You see, God sent a messenger, an angel to Elijah. And instead of joining his pity party, that angel told Elijah, arise and eat. And I love that, especially the cake part. Think about it. God sent a messenger to Elijah and said, get up and eat. Because the journey ahead, you're going to need some strength. In other words, see, God knows the plans he has for you. It's to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So he knows what's ahead. You can't see it because of the hurt, because of the pain, because of the the rejection, because of the disappointments, because of the divorce papers, because of the doctor's notice. You can't see it right now, but God sees it. And you've got to know he knows the plans he has for you. So he's telling you. Get up and eat. In other words, it happened. Yes, that disappointment happened. But you're here. You don't have to stay here. It's time to arise and eat. So if you're stuck, be encouraged. You won't stay here. We all have a here. We all have a place where God has brought us to or maybe we're in right now. And, and we're like, how am I going to get out? God wants you to be unstuck and remind you, you don't have to stay here. If you're hurting, you don't have to stay here. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. If you're depressed, you don't have to stay here. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We all have a here, but we don't have to stay here. I want to pray for those of you who are in a here moment. You can relate to Elijah. Maybe you're in a depression right now. Maybe you just got the worst news ever. Maybe you're going through with your finances and you don't know what's going to come or how you're going to get through. But I want to encourage you. And I really want to encourage you because I've been there. And it's not that I haven't experienced loss and pain and hurt. Oh, I have. But the one thing that keeps me, the one thing that just keeps me is knowing that God has me in the palm of his hands. He has me. He says he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have us in the palm of your hands. I thank you, Lord. We don't have to stay here forever. We don't have to stay stuck. We don't have to stay depressed. We don't have to continue to hurt the pain. For some of us, Lord, we're in a hard season. And we don't know how we're going to get out. But God, I thank you that in our hard places... It's when you're strong. It's when our difficult places is when you show up the most. So God, I pray that you would strengthen your sons and daughters right now and remind them that if God is for you, who can be against you? God, I thank you for reminding us that the promises of God are yes and amen. Father, I pray right now that you would 
begin to move us from here to there in Jesus' name. God, move us from here to there. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. I want to pray for those of you who just don't know the Lord. You're listening to this message and you're like, I can relate. I, I'm hurting. And I have, I've been using everything but God to heal my pain. I've been using everything that I shouldn't. Maybe a drink, drugs, men, women. I've been going the wrong way and I, it's, I'm coming up empty every time. Well, I can relate. And in those moments when I was just in so much pain and I was grabbing at anything that would numb the pain, it never satisfied. And it was only in the darkest moment, in the deepest, deepest pit, that God reached me there. Oh, yeah, he can go to the deepest, darkest pit and reach you. So I want to pray for you a simple prayer that I prayed to receive Jesus in my heart, to make him Lord of my life, for him to begin to guide my life, and for him to be the one to heal my hurts. He will heal your hurts if you let him into your heart. And so it's a simple prayer that you can repeat after me, and it goes something like this. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me, and I confess my sins. Wash me clean. Make me new. God, heal my hurts. Take away my pain. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to stay here, but you're moving me there. I was a sinner, but now, God, you are my Savior. My heart, my life belongs to you. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I'm telling you right now, you're going to begin to feel God more and more in your life. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through, but it only means that you have someone who's going to take you through. Amen. Be blessed. Be encouraged. God is good all the time. This is Word of Life Podcast where the word is life and it's giving you life.